Welcome to Lit Poetry, the podcast where we go on a journey of discovery, reading, analyzing, and discussing great poetry from around the world. Poetry is worth it because the reading and writing of poetry is a revolutionary act that has the potential to transform both the reader and our world. Welcome to the Lit Poetry Podcast Season 1. I'm James Laidler, Australian poet, writer and your host. In today's episode, we'll be putting on our best black clothing and reaching for a box of tissues with the sad and haunting poem Funeral Blues by W.H. Auden. The loss of a loved one, someone with whom you share an intimate connection, can draw out indescribable waves of pain and anguish. Trapped in the swirling vortex of such terrible loss, just breathing can become difficult, let alone speaking, eating or functioning on any level approaching human normality. In this poem we get a remarkable capturing of this universal human experience of loss that is both raw, authentic and true. In this poem, Auden has dipped his fountain pen into the very ink of his own heart and bled his feelings into words upon the page for us. They are words that speak to us with deep, abiding power. They are words that remind us of the longing for connection that we all share. And they are words that call us to consider the fleeting nature of our own happiness, love and life. So let's take a listen to the poem, shall we? May I present to you Funeral Blues. Read to you by the marvellous Philip Freeman. Funeral Blues by W.H. Borden Stop all the clocks. Cut off the telephone. Prevent the dog from barking with a juicy bone. Silence the pianos with muffled drum. Bring out the coffin. Let the mourners come. Let aeroplanes circle moaning overhead, scribbling on the sky a message. He is dead. Put crepe bows round the white necks of the public doves. Let the traffic policemen wear black cotton gloves. He was my north my south, my east and west, my working week and my Sunday rest, my noon, my midnight, my talk, my song. I thought that love would last forever. I was wrong. The stars are not wanted now. Put out every one. Pack up the moon and dismantle the sun. Pour away the ocean and sweep up the wood. For nothing now can ever come to any good. So I want to begin our discussion today discussing the historical context of the poem and talking about who the narrator of the poem is as well. Funeral Blues was published in 1938 and has gone on to become one of the most popular poems that deals with grief loss. The poem even made an appearance in the film Four Weddings and a Funeral in the 1990s. Yet this poem's genesis as a universally relatable poem had an interesting beginning. 
early drafts of Funeral Blues were written for inclusion in the play The Ascent of F6, which Auden co-wrote with Christopher Isherwood. Rather than being a heartfelt play about the loss of loved ones, the play was deeply political, and the poem appears in the play in a satirical context. Isherwood and Auden frequently worked together. As gay writers in a largely homophobic world, these men often wrote in critique of society's oppressive structures. However, Funeral Blues is a poem that doesn't engage in any of these literary or political commentaries. Yes, the poem is often read in LGBTQ plus contexts, and rightfully so, but it doesn't have to be categorised narrowly. Indeed, the version published by Auden is acutely universal and may be appropriated by any reader. Poet himself ended up publishing this piece on its own, stripping it of its immediate political engagements and transforming it into an ecumenical statement of heartbreak, pain and loss. As for the narrator of the poem, well, the narrator is an individual who has recently suffered the loss of a beloved one and is in a state of mourning. Perhaps the narrator acts with a fair degree of hyperbole, issuing phrases like, nothing now can ever come to any good. But then again, this is commonly what the experience of grief and loss can actually be like. This is how it makes people feel. People can't get out of that rut they're in or avoid that feeling like the whole world has forever collapsed around them. The poem explores the way that grief and loss, whatever their source, can make a person feel fragmented and alone. As the reader, we never discover the speaker's age, gender, profession or nationality, and therefore there's no impediments to fully empathising with or sharing in the speaker's grief. So now I want to talk a little bit about some of the poetic devices employed in the poem by Orton. I'll begin with end-stopped lines. Funeral Blues is a strongly end-stopped poem. These end-stops tend to cut off one line from the next. Each line contains an idea or request, and each following line introduces a subsequent idea or demand. These divided thoughts appear disjointed throughout the whole poem. The end-stops help to create a fragmented feeling kind of as if the narrator is simply listing thoughts as they occur, without much organisation. The poem's end stops are thus decisive, razor sharp, but divided. They cut one line of the poem off from the lines around it. This mimics how the narrator themselves is kind of cut off from the world around them, and fragmented in both mind and heart. And of course, this is powerful writing. Another poetic device the poem uses is assonance. Assonance is a figure of speech in which the same vowel sound repeats within a group of words. Funeral Blues uses an abundance of assonance for effect. For example, listen to the ah sound that is scattered in these lines. With muffled drum, bring out the coffin that the mourners come. This sound appears often in the final stanza as well, in the words one, up, sun, nothing, come. The return to this sound suggests a sense of inevitability or obsession, 
as the speaker keeps invoking the same sounds again and again throughout the poem. The poem's assonance makes it feel like the speaker can't move past certain sounds any more than the speaker can get over this massive loss. Note, for instance, the thickness of the or and o sounds in the first stanza. Stop all the clocks. Cut off the telephone. Prevent the dog from barking with a juicy bone. Silence the pianos and with muffled drum. Bring out the coffin. The doggedness of these sounds reflects the doggedness of the narrator's requests. In addition, these big open vowel sounds slow the poem right down and create a sense of time standing still. And of course, in moments of grief like this, that sense of slowness is a common experience. The final poetic device to mention quickly here is consonance, which refers to the use of particular consonant sounds for effect. Funeral Blues uses a lot of consonants, often employing hard, firm, plosive sounds like K, P and B. This makes sense. The narrator of Funeral Blues is in no mood for soft and soothing words. Rather, the narrator wants to cry out in grief and loss. The speaker wants to shout against the world that took away their love. Consonance helps express this underlying sense of frustration. For example, the harsh and explosive use of T, D and P sounds in the following lines reflect how the speaker is spitting out the lines in anger and frustration. The stars are not wanted now. Put out every one. Pack up the moon and dismantle the sun. In this final section of the podcast, I want to briefly discuss one of the major themes in the poem, that of pain and mourning. Funeral Blues explores how experiences of loss and grief can lead people to feelings of fragmentation, melancholy, and a deep abiding sense of depression. The grief at the centre of the poem could have been caused by the end of a romantic relationship or the death of a loved one, but despite the situation, the poem shows how the world goes on and doesn't stop to grieve with the speaker. The stars keep shining, the clocks keep ticking, and the dogs keep barking, much to the speaker's frustration. The speaker is left to suffer alone in their own private bubble of pain and misery, and the poem meditates on the fact that the rest of the world doesn't seem to notice that anything has changed. The narrator has lost a fundamental part of his own shared existence, and the fact that the world keeps chugging along feels like an affront to the narrator, because it seems to belittle the narrator's grief and to disrespect the memory of what the narrator has lost. The narrator thus makes a series of grandiose requests. The speaker wants to stop the clocks. The speaker wants a public funeral with pigeons wearing black bows around their necks. The speaker wants the sun, moon and stars to all stop shining. The speaker wants the whole world to shut down and grieve. As far-fetched as these demands are, they reveal to the reader that the speaker doesn't want to grieve alone. The speaker wants the rest of the world to pay respect and reflect the enormity of the speaker's loss. The poem therefore argues, within the violent storm of death and loss, what makes grief so horrible 
and difficult to live with is the fragmentation and isolation it creates. Grief causes a torturous separation between the person who mourns and the world. So it's time to wrap up this week's episode and say goodbye. Of course, if you would like access to further resources on poetry, you can visit our website at www.litpoetry.com. We would also really appreciate it if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel or podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this poem. We'll finish by playing the poem one last time. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Funeral Blues by W.H. Orton Stop all the clocks. Cut off the telephone. Prevent the dog from barking with a juicy bone. Silence the pianos with muffled drum. Bring out the coffin. Let the mourners come. Let aeroplanes circle moaning overhead, scribbling on the sky the message, he is dead. Put crepe bows round the white necks of the public doves. Let the traffic policemen wear black cotton gloves. He was my north, my south, my east and west, my working week and my Sunday rest, my noon, my midnight, my talk, my song. I thought that love would last forever. I was wrong. The stars are not wanted now. Put out every one. Pack up the moon and dismantle the sun. Pour away the ocean and sweep up the wood. For nothing now can ever come to any good. You've been listening to the Lit Poetry Podcast, presented by James Laidler. For more podcasts, poetry videos, and other useful resources, visit our website at www.litpoetry.com. Thanks for listening.